When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Hour two on the Sports Complex on a Thursday afternoon. Getting into hour two, we're going to talk some uh, NFL. Cowboys and Texans. Maybe we'll get to some John Watson. Maybe we'll get to some coaching hot seat. Maybe we'll get back to college football playoffs, which we didn't get to in the first. We'll talk about the games tonight. Uh, we'll try and get to as much as we can because I have my guys here that I enjoy doing the show with them. We do it uh, home games when Texas has a home game that week. We do a Thursday show where the guys are on the road with our friends at Bud Light giving away some really cool prizes. And uh, they're out right now at Backspin. Uh, Mopac and Slaughter is where you can find Backspin. It is in the southwest, southeast corner of uh, Mopac, or northeast corner of Mopac. I have to spin myself around of where I'm thinking it's at. Northeast corner of uh, Mopac and Slaughter. You can find Backspin Bar. You guys, uh, how's the party going out there? Going great, going great. Yeah, I think it's south. East is or west is what I would say. Right as you turn left off of Mopac on to Slaughter. But if you're if you're on a map, shopping center here next to, next to Wendy's. It's north of it's north of Slaughter. It's is, uh, east of Mopac. Yes. I, I'm backwards too. E. I'm backwards. Too. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, well, it, you know, once you come left, or if you're coming obviously from yes, uh, you know, coming west on Slaughter, you're going to turn right right into the parking lot. When you yes. see the Wendy's, <laughs> that's where it's going to be, and that's where we are, and we're going to hold it up till seven o'clock. Give away some college football tickets Patrick and we have an autographed football that they say is signed by Steve Sarkeesian and if it is which I believe that that's what they say is he's got an interesting signature because it's tough <laughs> to read but it's a Sark signed football that we're going to give away here before we're done from our friends at Brown Distributing and Bud Light the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorn so it should be a fun time get ready for Excuse me, Buccaneers-Bills tonight on uh, Thursday Night Football. Yeah, uh, and you also you get the uh, NBA games. We can talk about that James Harden will not be playing for the Su- the Bucks, but sucks, I said. But they will not be playing for the 76ers against the Bucks. Uh, Bucks do have the Dame uh, and Giannis pairing that dad debuts tonight. You also get a Suns-Lakers game. Bradley Beal's out for that, but you get to see the Lakers versus that new-look Suns with Booker and Kevin Durant. So that'll be a fun game as well. All the TVs I'm out there will be going on good stuff. Uh, I do want to get into a little bit of NFL talk with you. We do have the text line going as well, 512-447-3776. And, Chan, I will tell you, we are not 0-3 against BYU. We're 1-4 against BYU. There is a win in there. I don't know what year it was, but I know we're 1-4 against BYU. So uh, there is a win. It's just been a long, long time since Texas beat BYU. We'll be 2-4 after this weekend, though. That's a good attitude. Uh, but I do want to talk. Trade deadline comes up October 31st, which is Tuesday. Uh, but the, both the Cowboys and the Texans are going to be going about seeing if they want to do anything. The Texans are ahead of schedule. The Texans seem to be uh, moving along better. They are now in contention for that AFC 
uh, South Division title, they could be in it. The way C.J. Stroud is playing, the way Will Anderson's playing, I don't put him as that guy. But if it's the Colts and they don't have their starting quarterback anymore, we know the Titans are struggling. Jacksonville's there, but Texans can beat Jacksonville. They don't look great either. Uh, they may. They, we'll see if they're buyers or sellers. We know the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, has come out and said, uh, I like our guys. So we're, we're open. We're open. <laughs> okay, but uh, you got to call us because I have to win the deal. I don't care about winning a Super Bowl. I don't care at all about that anymore. I want to win deals, and I want to be in the, t- in the news. It's more what Jerry Jones said. If we want to break down Jerry Jones again. But, well, uh, we'll see. If somebody calls, I mean, I think that, that's, that's going to be the interesting part until next Tuesday, Patrick, is I think there are going to be some teams looking to shed some people. Uh, there are, exactly. Sometimes that, that, you know, because uh, there are teams looking, and maybe Jerry and the Cowboys aren't, you know, they're trying to win the deal, so they're not putting it out there that they're calling around. Yeah. But Denver and some other teams might be. Tennessee, I think, is pretty clearly looking to shed some payroll and, and start looking to the future and look to the draft in April. So I think there could be quite a bit of activity between now and next Tuesday. And, Rod, you know that uh, the Eagles have already made a move in your own division. The Kevin Byard trade was a really race. good one for them. That's strong. It's an arms race. You better keep up. Yeah, it's I mean, a strong move. I, I want to throw out a team name there that if they called the Cowboys, if they said we're trying to shed some salary, we're just trying to move on from our older guys, our quarterback is hurt right now, if the Tennessee Titans call, and they have two older guys that they may be trying to move off of are, are for the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think they're interested in a Derrick Henry or a DeAndre Hopkins, or is that a trade you don't answer? Rod B., what say you? I know you're different than me. I think Derrick Henry could help the Cowboys personally. I still think he's got some gas in the tank, and with Tony Pollard as the combo, and he's in the final year of his deal. He's only owed about $6 million the rest of the way. That would be heavy for the Cowboys. They're already paying Tony Pollard as their franchise player. Still but that's only old, and they're still paying Zeke, so that would be the challenge. But they, you know, I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth. I think the Cowboys needed another running back, especially a short yardage back, and I think that's part of their issue in the red zone. Uh, Derrick Henry could be that guy for the rest of this season. If it's an arms race and you're trying to win this year, both Tony Pollard and uh, and uh, you know the the. Derrick Henry money would come off your books at the end of this season, and then you could figure it out from there. But for this year, I would love the uh, Derrick Henry option for the Cowboys. I know Rod is not as high on it as I am. Uh, yeah, I just don't think, you know, investments in aging, overpaid running backs is the way to go. <laughs> for the Cowboys, they've been down that road already. Um, and when it, if, it, if and when it doesn't work out, they would just be crucified. I think if you're going to go out, and I agree they need to make a trade. I think they need to keep up with San Fran's got separation when they're healthy. Philadelphia's just gotten better with the the buyer trade. Uh, He's one of the best safeties in the league. I would go after cornerback, running back, and potentially linebacker for them. Um, Because if you get another linebacker, it allows you to kind of move Micah Parsons around a little bit more. Um, And their rush defense still probably needs a little bit of – you need to stabilize it, I think, a little bit more because it's not as good as they thought. I'd go cornerback, though. Stephon Gilmore is a stopgap for you solution. And we know Trevor Dix dealing with the injury. Think about the two skill positions guys for the Cowboys who dealt with injuries recently and how they looked the very next year. Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, they didn't look good the very next year. There's a chance Trevon Diggs, who already signed to the big deal, that he's not going to come out gangbusters after this injury, even though he just had the surgery and it was successful. So I would go after cornerback because Stephen Gilmore's going to be going. Deron Bland's been great. He's got the lowest passer rating allowed in the league right now for any cornerback. He can go back to nickel for you, and you can have the best cornerback duo or trio in the league potentially if you go after somebody like Patrick Sertain 
who there's rumors by Mike Fisher that Pat, the Cowboys love Patrick Sertain and uh, the second turn, and that might be the way to go. Yeah, and I will give Jerry credit on one thing, that he is a guy that as much as he says, I'm not going to be making any phone calls, the Trey Lance deal, he didn't make that phone call. They called him said, this is what everybody else is offering. He said, okay, I'll give you a better pick, and the deal was done. So you, we know that Jerry will be getting those phone calls for guys that are basically going to be moved. It just limits yep. what your, your options are if the team has to call you and say, we're going to trade this guy, and either you and we're getting a fifth, do you want to give up a fourth? Or we're getting a third, do you want to give up, you know, can we work something out where we get something more from you? That's kind of more what Dallas is hoping for, is they get that phone call and someone else really gave him a bad deal. And they, they, the Cowboys are going to get there. But if we look through that, there, you know, we'll know more as the time comes up of, of teams that may be able to that may be shopping guys, but I agree with you. Cornerback is somebody that you'd really want because if you lose Gilmore, if you lose one more cornerback, basically you're completely screwed. I think if you lose one more linebacker, you're pretty much screwed. Like you, you because of the injuries you've already had, you're on very thin line there. But you could say that at running back too. That if Tony Pollard misses two games, you don't have a running back because we know nope. Deuce Vaughn's not ready to play this year, and so then yes. it's Rico Rico Dowdle the whole time. So I think there's a lot of positions where you could say you could really use some depth because of the injuries you've already had. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get – the reason why I bring up Derrick Henry is because I feel like he's a guy that you don't have to make that phone call. They may call you. I don't know how many running backs are out there that are going to be on that line. I mean, I'm still calling Chicago and asking them. I know a foreman came out and had a huge game, but I'm asking, do you really want to keep all three of those through the trade deadline if you're Chicago? Maybe you'd like to get rid of one of them. And uh, we'd gladly take one. I'd call Chicago because, I, I mean, if I take any of them at this point uh, from Chicago yeah. as three really good running backs. Yep. Well, and, and let's remember this. I mean, the trade deadline's Tuesday. So I think the, I really do think, Rod and Patrick, there'll be a lot of activity because they're going to play this week. No one's going to trade anybody this week, but they'll do it next Monday, yes. and then because you know Denver gets blown out by the Chiefs this weekend, their season's pretty much shot. Uh, they may be jumping on the phone and start start you know trading everybody off. I think the same thing for uh, uh, the, the you know the, the Tennessee Titans that you already talked about. The Bears are going nowhere fast. So yeah, I think come Monday, no one's going to do anything now between now and their game this weekend. But Monday into Tuesday could see a flurry of activity, and those calls could be made. Uh, without a doubt. So looking forward to seeing that. But, yeah, I agree with the Cowboys because, Rod, it's, once Tuesday comes and goes, this is your roster. And Patrick's yeah. exactly right. You've already suffered a big big injury at at, uh, at cornerback to your all-pro Trayvon Diggs. You've already lost Leighton Vanderesh for a good stretch here. Yep. Uh, and your offensive line's very thin. If you lose any of these guys on the O-line, there's not much behind it. I would like to see Jerry and Stephen Jones make some moves to fortify, not for the right now, because I know Jerry said today that the team they have right now, but – couple injuries at key places, as Patrick said, and you're in a big, big, big problem with the inability to go get anybody after Tuesday. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think they need to at least consider and exhaust all means and uh, opportunity to add to the roster before the trade deadline. If they can't get anything done, it's not feasible, it's not pragmatic. I get it because some teams may be looking to use a lot of leverage in this situation because they know Dallas uh, is at least Mike McCarthy is in a very compromising position because a lot of people believe that if he doesn't get past the divisional round this year, that his job is on the line. Uh, so that could be some added pressure there. I, I'm with you, though. I think the Cowboys need to make a move. And there are several different positions they could do it at. And they, they've, they've shown recently that they're willing to make you know trades. That's another acquisition avenue that they're willing to pursue. They just haven't done it in season, I believe, since 
of the Mark Cooper trade. I was a bad last big in season trade they made there. Um, and so, you know, that, that could help. I think that that's something that could help them in a lot of I, ways. They got four. And I, I, I agree with E. They mentioned O-line too. Throw O-line in there with running back, linebacker, and cornerback. They can look to add any number of those positions, any 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 player at those positions to be an upgrade, and I think it would be a smart move by the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think to yeah. remember, too, if, about the Cowboys, if they go through this, there's a certain amount of positions that you can actually acquire somebody and not have to get rid of. Like, if you get a running back, you're going to have to put out Rico Doddle, and you can probably keep him on your practice squad. If you get a cornerback, you can probably put one of the guys you pulled up back on there. There are some other positions where you may not be able to because you do have a lot of guys that are taking up active roster spots that you can't put down because someone else will pick them up, like a Trey Lance or a Deuce Vaughn. Cavante Turpin, they're using more, but that's another wide receiver that's not used a ton that's on that chart. There's not a lot of extra space they have to move people that are not already playing. So it's something to keep in mind that if they make trades, they may send somebody back out as well if they're if they're not a hugely used player just solely to make roster space. Yeah. Agreed. And you mentioned the Texans too, and I know they're yes. ahead of schedule. I think I agree with you on that. And they're coming out of their bye week and Rod and I've talked about this. They play Carolina Sunday, who's an 0 6 team. They come back home for Tampa, who we'll see tonight on Thursday night football, which at home, the way they've played, with wins over Pittsburgh and uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, New Orleans at home, that's a winnable game for them before they go to Arizona, and then they've got a game with Jacksonville. Houston comes out of this, this, this week off, hopefully getting their offensive line healthy, and I'm, I'm assuming, Rod and Patrick, they worked a lot this, this off week, you know, getting healthy on the O-line and working on that running game. Because they really got to get Damian Pierce going. He has not been the factor in the run game. And that's what makes it more amazing how well C.J. Stroud is playing right now as a rookie. They're sitting at 3-3. You get the run game going. You're healthier on the O-line than you've been all year. With that schedule over the next month ahead of a Jacksonville game where they come to you, this, this could get really interesting for D'Amico Ryan's team if they built on the, the, the first six games yeah. in their bye week and can continue uh, get healthy on defense or healthier, get Derek Stingley back out there. The schedule's favorable the next month ahead of that big game with Jacksonville down in Houston. They've already beaten Jacksonville once in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, which they do seem like every year. Yeah. They have their number in Jacksonville. And let's, and let's be fair. The schedule is favorable the rest of the season. There's some games. Like, it's a last-play schedule. Yeah, you have to play. I mean, you have to play the Bengals still on this schedule. You have to play the Jets, who have a good defense. You have to play the Browns, who have a good defense. But other than that, you're playing a lot of teams that you're around their level. So, you know, you can if you want to say that's three games where even if you take all those three L's, that's still not a you know, there, there's a lot of games you can win in this in this for this Texans. I, I think that if you're the Texans, if you're looking, if you may want to look around to add somebody. You mentioned the Buccaneers. That Mike Evans is somebody you might look at if the Buccaneers lose again on tonight. If they're going in thinking about next week that they may want to move off some salaries, that they may be restructuring. He's a, he, they did not re-sign him. That's a name that I think is a possibility that you may make a phone call about and see what's happening there. But an interesting thing I'll say before we get to the trade talk is I did, I've seen a lot of people talking about Damian Pierce that basically it's taken him a really long time to learn how to zone run, and it's a different running scheme than they've been running for, you know, the last few years, and that's why it's taking him so long. So it's not just the play calling. It's not just the offensive line. It's also been Damian Pierce not really understanding the offense and as the season's going on, he seemed to pick it up more. So there's hope to believe that Damian Pierce will pick it up as well. But if you have Damian Pierce, as you said, start to get that running game going, and this team really starts to feel Tank Dell is able to come back and the connection he has with C.J. Stroud, 
is this a team that may make a buy if the price is right at the trade deadline? Oh, that is interesting. It's got to be a long-term piece. Yeah, because I just don't see it right now because they – they're not expecting to be a playoff team. If they happen to have to compete for a playoff spot, that'd be great. Um, but everything right now has found money for the for the Texans because they didn't know C.J. Stroud was going to be this good. They probably figured Will Anderson was going to be this good, but they didn't know C.J. Stroud was going to be this good this early. Nobody did, by yeah. the way, um, except for maybe C.J. Stroud. And because of that, really, there's no need to, to rush the process now because you're already ahead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the need to rush it now? It's like, no, no, actually, now let's take our time. <laughs> and now you just root for the Browns to lose more games because yeah. you, you need that draft pick to be good next yeah, year because right? you've given yours up to Arizona and you want to make that as high a pick or as low a pick as you can, whichever way you yeah. look at that. But, no, I mean, you mentioned Mike Evans. If Tampa Bay loses tonight, you play them the next week. That's the trade deadline Tuesday. He's a Houston area guy, Galveston. Uh, you know, yeah. C.J. Stroud, I think, still needs somebody to throw to. But, but it is amazing. If you look at Nico Collins and his numbers, his numbers are favorable to that of, like, C.D. Lamb. And yeah. Tank Dale's actually playing And Tank Dale's well. playing really well. So. I, I, the more and the, Dalton Schultz. Dalton yeah. Schultz. The more for me would be if you bring in somebody that's a veteran to try and advance the culture a little bit of if you find the right guy to go, hey, we need some guys to kind of teach our young guys how we're doing this. So we're doing good. But as the season progresses on and guys are getting more beat up and that, it might be nice to have another veteran in there. And a thing with the Mike Evans is if you're just kind of taking on salary for next year, his contract's up, so he's not a long-term solution. You don't have to give up a ton to get him, most likely. And if you're not giving up a ton to get him as a rental, then you can say, look, we can talk about that in the future. You're not messing up our salary cap plans going down the line. You're not going into anything else. But you're giving us a veteran presence that really our only veteran wide receiver is Robert Woods which is great, and he's having an okay season. But if you add a premier wide receiver, I, I just think it could help out this wide receiver room a little bit to get to take that next step. And, and I mean, that's if you just look at a position where you could really add somebody, you could add secondary, but I agree you wouldn't want to put somebody older necessarily in that. That's why you brought in a Jimmy Ward is to kind of give that room a little bit more in the safety room. I, I think you have veterans at other positions, so I'm not sure of anywhere else. Maybe on the defensive line you add somebody. Maybe, I, I don't know, linebacker core because you have D'Amico, so you don't need the veteran for the linebacker. So I, I, other than that, the wide receiver is the only position where I think you could add somebody in that room, and it might make sense to add a veteran in that room if you, know, if you wanted to try and advance some of those players. I see the value in it. I definitely do because uh, you just laid it out there perfectly. I, I just this, The Texans haven't prioritized that. Yeah. I, I said the same thing about the coaching staff. I said, man, they need an old-school veteran head coach, ex-head coach in there because the coaching staff was so green. They were all rookies there. You got a brand-new head coach. You got a brand-new OC who's never called plays, a DC that's never called plays. You got a lot of guys in there who just didn't have a lot of experience. And I thought, man, just bring in a veteran coach at any level, as a position coach, as an assistant, head coach, whatever, to help them kind of stabilize you know, the coaching staff and – to keep them from having to make mistakes that clearly a veteran coach would have more wisdom and can keep you from having to you know, obviously have, have that setback and have to learn from it. They didn't go that route. They are as green as it gets, right? There's no experience at all in the coaching staff, really, um, in terms of play calling. D'Amico Ryan's never been a head coach before, and they're leading with, you know, on defense, their foundational leader in peace is Will Anderson, a rookie. And on offense, the foundational piece is a rookie C.J. Stroud. It's they. So I agree with everything you're saying, but they haven't had that approach 
at all with this new regime. Unless it's a, uh, a D'Amico Ryan's guy, right, that's played with D'Amico before somewhere yeah. that he really feels he, he needs. I could see that as Jimmy a Jimmy Ward was that. Yeah, Jimmy Ward absolutely was that. Maybe was there's that. somebody available that he says, you know what, this guy, I know this guy personally, like we've worked with him. Uh, he could really help us. That's what I could see for them uh, up front. And you mentioned the struggles with Damian Pierce in the zone run game. Uh, Devin Singletary's actually flashed the last couple weeks. If, if they continue to struggle with Pierce, you could see more Devin Singletary uh, running the football. But obviously Cowboys-Rams on Sunday at noon, one of the rare noon. Cow- Texans fans know their game's at noon every Sunday. Is this going to be at noon? Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Got to rush home from church <laughs> or whatever you're doing. They're not in practice. Cowboy fans aren't used to that, man. They're used to 325, or whatever that game is, oh, yeah. Monday night. Uh, but they are noon Sunday for the Cowboys against the Rams. Matt Stafford back in uh, his hometown. They better figure it out. Puka's coming to town. And, and, Puka and, and Cooper. We, we got to figure out uh, the TV situation. This could be the first time in several years fans are upset because I'm assu- they're both listed as Fox games. So if uh, we may oh. miss, we, one of them may be off the air, and Texans fans for the first time in several years may be upset that uh, the Cowboys take precedent. Over, uh, oh. over the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud Bowl? Yeah, no, I, no doubt the Cowboys take precedent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fox is going to say, uh, that doesn't take long. Well, no, but it's, yeah, we'll it's, it's, it's a local TV, and in Austin you're still going to go Cowboys. But Texans fans, this will be the first. I, I know it's been a problem in the past. But it seems like it's been it seems like it's been a decade since I've cared about that happening. Oh yeah, it's been a long time, about it. Trust <laughs> but me. I'll tell you what, if you need a place, I bet I know who will have both games on, and that's Backspin. Backspin. Yeah, right. and, and my house, uh, our, my house <laughs> yeah. will have the YouTube TV broadcast of the Texans and Beautiful. the Cowboys going. You know, Rod, Rod's, Rod's been coming to my house every morning. It's been good. We've been oh, yeah. uh, holding, shacking, you know, doing our thing. Oh yeah, he's so Rod, got, Rod, come over on Sunday, man. He loves like the picture in the picture, man. He's got like six damn channels on in one screen. It's yeah. overstimulating, but he gets he makes sure he watches all the. Sports. We don't miss anything. And man, no, yeah. make sure he does his research. Yeah, you've got the, the YouTube TV with now the split screen, you know, the the views oh, yeah, of on games. Sundays. Yeah, yep. the four games at one time. It's wow. wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. It <laughs> it's really a, is. It's uh, a great thing. I still will need YouTube to let me pick the four games I want. That's I that's the one thing that's driving me crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, they, they, that, it, it's never right because what <laughs> I like to do is watch, like, like, like on this week, I would watch the Cowboys game on my, my laptop, uh, and then I'd have five games going because I can watch that on my laptop, and then I want the four games. But it's always get screwed up. Or the, the games I got my fantasy guys in or I'm gambling on or one of those. Five wanna, games at once. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. That's, I got to tell you guys, that's, that's, I love football more than anybody. You guys know that. But that is just too much. Five games at one time? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, listen, I'm cool with a menage a trois. But honestly, I don't need five women to one guy. I don't need. I don't need that many women. I'm that cool. would be overstimulating. Exactly. You're right, Rod. That's basically what. That's what you're doing right now. That's what you're doing. And right? like you got five football games. But I can put the. Time. I can put the volume on any one at the, one at a time. So I'm really watching one while keeping up. And you know how many times they go to break so that there's not actually five games of action at once. You can't truly enjoy one if you're watching five. Same thing with the ladies. That's, that's probably you know true. I mean? You need to focus. Menage twice probably is, is. That's probably the ratio you to deal. One's with. getting jealous. Of the other, yeah, you go five on one, then they forget about you. You be the odd man now. They just, That's like taking so each other. Yeah, you just, you just out. Screw this guy. He's over here doing your nails on the side. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'll tell you, Rod, though, if you give me the option of five girls or what, I'm going to be the idiot and take it. So I'm going to watch five games on TV. <laughs> well, I don't no, make no, good no, decisions. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying if you want to focus and you want to fully enjoy the experience, two football games is probably better than five at one time because there's no way you're going to fully 
enjoy the experience of five at one time. You can't focus on all the games. You're going to miss so much action. I'm trying to enjoy all the action and get every and drain. Of one every, game, though. Yeah, no, no, two. I want two. Okay. I'll take two. I can watch two games at once. You but can take five, care of two at once. Yes. I said, menage <laughs> toi. I don't want five on one. That's crazy. Yeah. I have FOMO. I have serious football FOMO. You I, do. I fear of missing out. I'm like, okay, something's <laughs> happening in that game. I can't see. I yeah. need to know uh, where my guy is in the red zone. I need to know if my, <laughs> my pick is on, on point here, my over-under. That's a lot. Uh, an underdog fantasy, the higher, lower. I, just, I need oh, to know those things. That's too much. Yeah, well, especially, too, when you get, you know, when it was, ba- you know, you get the baseball playoffs and there was basketball and then there was football. You got to have everything oh, yeah. on. And then I would have enough TVs that I'd also have one that was just old wrestling. And they just have an old, it's kind of a palate cleanser TV. You just go there and you'd be like, oh, like body that. safe. You just, oh, all that, yeah. <laughs> I love the palate cleanser, Patrick. That's fantastic. Yeah, you got that Everybody right. with a YouTube, because I'm new to YouTube TV this year. I've always been direct TV. <laughs> I need to know if, if I can pick the four games or they just, no, just randomly it, it give me just, the one. It just came out like March Madness of last year, I think, is when they debuted it. So it I is. You know, on Fubo, on Fubo TV, you, get to, you can put. You, if you have the right television, you can choose four different programs and put them into the boxes uh, from your from your nice. general. So you could yeah. be watching The Bachelor, and you could be watching reality TV, reality TV sports. and sports. So everybody's happy the in the house. Yeah. In the and you can do two or three or four. Um, but with YouTube, it really is they just give you the choice See, of the four games. I you can gotta do that. See, like Pat said, I can watch two football games, then have on some Real Housewives in the corner, and then, you know, watching, I don't know, you know, we can be watching Shawshank Redemption, I don't know, some old movie or whatever. I can do that, <laughs> two football games, then I can kind of, you know, go back and forth. But I can't watch five football games at one time. I, I love football One, too one much Sunday you have to come over and watch because I, t- I promise you oh. there are so many, there's so much downtime in a football game. It is so rare that there's a lot happening on. So you can always just flip to the one that there's something happening on. There are three of them be at the commercial at one time. Oh, man, it's always yeah. Then they go to halftime. It's so always you, something happening, E. You just ain't paying attention. Rod, Rod, oh, the, the best part. Commercials are not anything I need to watch. <laughs> the best part is when, uh, when somebody goes, oh, and you don't know what game they're watching. The other person you're sitting with just screams, and you're like, I have no idea what they're watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Let's come on, man. But like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect time. example of having multiple games on the Houston West Virginia game. I had fi- I had five t- or four TVs going. It was at a friend's house, and the Houston West Virginia game, and you're just kind of watching it out of the corner of your eye the whole time, and then you're like, "Wait, what's happening?" And then you watch that crazy end of what happened in the Houston West Virginia game. So That's true. you can have That's it where point. it's like I just have it on, and I would not have realized that was happening if I was watching just Thursday night football. But because that game was on too, I saw that, so I watched that happen live. Right, and then you can move the volume over there to see if they hit yeah. the helmet. Because of course they scored a touchdown with 12 seconds to go. The red, the uh, Mountaineers. Then it went back to the hail mary, and you're like, oh, if you'd have missed that, you'd been very mad. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the FOMO. My daughter told me about taught me about FOMO. That's exactly what you got. You got football FOMO. Football FOMO. Yeah, football. Uh, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take another break. We come back. We'll get back to the By guys. Way, you should see me, Patrick. Patrick, you like me? You, you, when there's just like one game, like tonight, it kind of freaks you out. You're like, can't even focus. I'm like, oh man. Aaron, there's more than one game. There's two basketball games tonight. There's, oh, I think, true. two college football games tonight. There's, there is oh, other we, games. You're right. When the, yeah. in the world, when the Astros were still going, and the, I had yes, but now it's just down to one. Like Monday Night Football. I know. Um, maybe I'll watch the Mannings yap about it. It's good. <laughs> I'm telling you, put on some old professional wrestling. It's a great palate cleanser on one of the TVs. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah, let you some Hulk Hogan in your life, I guess, right? <laughs> we gotta take a break. We come back. We'll wrap, we'll get more to, the next... to go to some Connor Stallion stuff than the uh, the wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Put on that, yeah. Put on just uh, the other side, the other sideline. 
Uh, we got to take a break. We come back. We'll talk about the game tonight, Thursday night football. We'll get into. Uh, we'll talk about some more about 76ers and the Bucks. All that happening tonight. Uh, getting you back on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex on a Thursday afternoon here on the Horn, playing basketball songs. And if this song doesn't get you hyped up. On the show today, we're bringing in uh, Rob Babers, Aaron Hogan are out at Backspin. Happening right now, having a good time, getting ready for Thursday night football. They got some giveaways happening. Uh, backspin down on Slaughter and Mopac. Do you guys remember this uh, this jam for uh, some, some basketball? Heck yeah, is that NBC back that in was the day? Back at John Tesh, Round Ball Rock was the name of the song. It was NBA on NBC back in the day. And it just Heck yeah, I remember that. This, this hype this song hypes me up like it should not do. A John Tesh song should not get you hyped up. But I, I it's just nostalgia of watching basketball as a kid and like young man watching basketball. And so well, whenever that was I back hear, when you got very you got very little basketball, right? You only yeah. got a couple games a week and like there, there was a big deal. Now you got, we were talking about too many televisions, too much excess. That was back when it was like a big deal and you kind of made an appointment and made sure you're right by your television to watch it. Yeah, it is funny too. During uh, when, during the pandemic, we we're, we're all stuck back and there's no sports. So I'm watching old NBA games and you'd watch the games and you would realize they used to take the score off the TV for points. And it's so yeah. disorienting <laughs> the way we watch sports now that everything's kind of out there and you can just keep up with it all. It's so disorienting to watch things and then have the... It just it disappear, and you're like, I have no idea what quarter we're in. I have no idea what's happening. I'm so used, I'm used to watching five TVs at once. So when you do that and you look back, you're like, I don't know what we're doing. Is it a timeout? And they're just playing. What's happening? Yeah. Um, well, I, I remember I told I've told the story on our show, Rod, that I, uh, with Rod Patrick that I grew up without cable. I didn't have cable, and I, until I moved to St. Ed's and we moved into the dorm at St. Edwards. Uh, we grew up without it. So I used to wait around for this week in baseball when I was a kid. Yeah. To, the, the, this week in baseball would come on, and any sports programming all the way, all of a sudden it would freak me out. I'm like, thank goodness. So this week in baseball would come on the old school show, and that was my deal. So you're, for you, it's NBA on NBC. Yeah, and there was Inside the NBA with Ahmad Rashad. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. Where you Michael get, Jordan's buddy. Yeah, it was, it, but it was like that was the access to the NBA because ESPN would not be – and so you'd just be like, oh, that was the thing you could watch. and and get your NBA coverage, and maybe they would talk about your team. Maybe i get some Spurs talk in there. Yeah, even for like 30 seconds. Yeah, it's thrilled. like a highlight. Like, oh, wow, they and they talked about my team. Yeah, d- 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 uh, David Robinson dunks the ball, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. We did it, guys. <laughs> we got some love. And wasn't Ahmad Rashad, I know he was married to the, to the Cosby lady, but wasn't he uh, Michael Jordan's BFF, right? He was very good friends. I mean, I, I think he was friends with a lot of NBA players, but yes, him and, him and Jordan were very good friends, which means he is either – profited greatly off of gambling with Michael Jordan or that's why he's still working is because he's friends with Michael Jordan and lost all that money no when he married Felicia Rashad didn't he have like OJ Simpson who was one of his best men oh that is not a great lineup Rashad no no it was Bill Cosby I'm not making this up Ahmad Rashad's best man at his wedding uh his groomsmen were Bill Cosby and I think like OJ Simpson (laughs) it was like <laughs> I'm not making that up. Well, Go was, look it up. Uh, uh, it's like a famous picture of it, too. I remember Ahmad. He was a pretty dang good receiver in the NFL. Ahmad Rashad? Yeah, Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. He, did no, some, I remember he used to that. moss people. 
Danny Rick, I ain't know yeah. those Boston folks. Boston people. Let me go look at this Ahmad Rashad. But that's funny. Then we want to be a great TV personality. And that's, yeah, that Ahmad Rashad's a groomsman. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. There was, it yeah. was. He just had John Wayne Gacy there too, and just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear. It was, yeah, it's real. O.J. Simpson. He was flanked by O.J. Simpson and his and, and Bill Cosby. Those were. <laughs> And, and apparently, <laughs> and apparently so the the minister that, that was pictured in age well. Apparently, the minister was Stanley from the Office, <laughs> judging from the back of the head. <laughs> that is so yeah. That, that's yeah. I, I heard y'all talk about Mara shot. I had the butt in with that. My bad. I don't even know what y'all talking that's about. That's hilarious. But, uh, I just had to interrupt. But um, but John Tesh wrote that song. I didn't know that. Yeah, John, John Tesh from yes. Entertainment Tonight. I love that story. Yes, John Tesh. It was. It's called Round Ball Rock. And if yeah. you go try and find it on most streaming sites, there's a live version, and the crowd goes nuts for it. And it blows my mind that that's the response because you go like, "Oh yeah, John Tesh has concerts, and people sit there willing." But the cra- like, it feels like it's a rock concert, and it's just John Tesh playing round ball rock. It's <laughs> like, what? What are you? What are they pumping into that room that y'all have that reaction? <laughs> He yeah. does it like a conducted though, like he's really into it when, when he was doing it. Like he was like it was like a performance, man. Yeah, and if you've never oh, seen no. the SNL skit about that, the Saturday Live skit where <laughs> it's the Tesh brothers, it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it is. They, I have seen that. Yeah, they, they they write lyrics to the song, and it's it's good stuff. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's really good. Uh, tonight, Buccaneers at good the Bills. Nostalgia. <laughs> Great nostalgia. Uh, Bills are favored by nine and a half points in this game. Buccaneers started Ooh. off good. Uh, but uh, it, the, the goodwill wore off pretty quickly for the Buccaneers, as it did for pretty much everybody in that division. Uh, is this going to be a game? Well, do you think this game has any chance of staying within that nine and a half, or is this the Bills getting pissed off about last week and, and moving on? Yeah, I think uh, the Bills are the most unpredictable team in the league. I mean, they can look like the best team in the league at times, like when they beat Miami 48-20, to 20, and I was like, wow, that's the team that, that can play in the Super Bowl. Uh, they beat the Redskins, or the Commanders, I keep calling the Redskins, the Washington Commanders, like 38-3 to and just were over, overwhelming. Then they'll show up and just lose to the Patriots and the Jets, Rod. They're hard to figure out, but at home, they're pretty good. So I would, yeah. I would take them, and that number scares you. That's one of those backdoor cover numbers. But I think this could be a big night for Stephon Diggs, big night for uh, – Gabe Davis on the outside. But remember, the Buccaneers' pass defense is a lot better than their rush defense. So this could be a night where the, uh, they try to establish some James Cook running the ball. And they're banged up in, in Tampa, and it's a short week for them. And that's tough for a road team to travel with banged-up guys that, that aren't going to be healthy. I, I like the, Buc- uh, the Bills tonight. Uh, yeah, I like the Bills, too. The Bills, uh, the, the Vikings, they blitz a lot, too. Um, uh, I, like, I, I think the Bills, one thing they do really well um, is that they're trying to run Josh Allen less. They're trying to actually come up with a running game. To me, that's what's ultimately holding the Bills back. They don't have a running game. They haven't had a running game really since Josh Allen became a premier quarterback. And I don't know why they don't want to prioritize that, but they haven't. If they do that and they get a running game with him and all those weapons, man, they can be Well, they're, they're, I mean, the Bills are essentially trying to run the same offense the Chiefs run, right? It all runs through the quarterback. It's all out of the shotgun. And Patrick Mahomes can work around no running game, right, because he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that Josh Allen can. And he almost like he wants to take off and run, but they're telling him not to. Because he won't get he he don't want him to get hurt. hurt. Yeah, he can't get hurt. And, it's almost, and Jacksonville is doing the same thing. If you watch those three teams play offense, the offenses are almost the same. The difference is one team has Patrick Mahomes and the other two don't. <laughs> they have good Stranger. quarterbacks, not maybe the greatest quarterback ever to play. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> Mahomes and Andy Reid and Andy Reid and one of the best play callers out there. Uh, and if, if, I know you have your quarterback. I know you're trying to be a copycat, but I think it, it, you know we've seen the Jacksonville Jaguars get back to running the ball, and that's why they've settled. They settled some things down in their. You know, because Travis Etienne has turned into you know, he's had six touchdowns in the last three games for yeah, Jacksonville. Really Buffalo still has not established the the kid out of Georgia, James Cook, who's Dalvin Cook's brother. He's supposed to be their go-to running back. He's getting better. He's not there yet, though, Rod. And as, you, as I said, I feel like Josh Allen wants to take off and run, and he can't because he can hear the coaches. Don't run! Don't run! Don't run! Yeah, yeah, because he's not a responsible runner. No, he's not. He's yeah. Quinn Ewers needs to learn to be a more responsible runner and not take on middle linebackers. Very true. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you want to know, we talk about the Bills not being able to run the ball other than Josh Allen. The Buccaneers, Rashad White is their leading running back. He hasn't gotten over more than 40 yards in five weeks. That's a – Whoa, hold up. As a starter? As he start, the most – he has more carries than anybody else on the team. And since he wow. played the Bears in week two, the last four games – he has he has gotten less than forty yards rushing. That is a yeah. staggering number to play when you're playing against a Bijanless uh, Falcons team and you can't do anything like that. that <laughs> and that's kind of what happens. This team is once they everybody stopped to run. Baker Mayfield then has to be the run game, the pass game, and everything. And that becomes a lot harder for a Baker Mayfield than when you have a balanced attack and he can kind of go and attack. And people just figure out how to stop the run game against this this. Buccaneers team, yep. and they have not been good since. I know. And Baker was playing really well. Last week he regressed a little, but Baker was actually playing his best, some of his best football we've seen him as a pro. Um, and you're right, because that offense overall is regressing, maybe calling some regression for Baker Mayfield as well. And as much as Buffalo, you got to look at the weather. It looks fine. It'll be about 65, cloudy. There's no, sometimes the wind's up off the lake, yep. and then, but no, it should be a good night weather wise in Buffalo. And Buffalo, FYI. you know, as much as, as much as this is Josh Allen's team, and that's what they people pay to see, this defense is really good. Sean McDermott's a really good football coach. Uh, defensively, and they, like this defense is going to go right at Tampa Bay. So, you know, the, the, if you figure Buffalo can put up 21 points, then they should be able to win by 10. <laughs> I don't know how many points Buccaneers are going to be able to score tonight. Offensively challenged, yeah. Now, the Bills did take a hit as far as their big picture. When Matt Milano got yeah. hurt, he's kind of the heart and soul of their defense. And Tredavious White, their, their fine corner, got hurt in that Dolphins game out for the year, for the second straight year. Yep. Uh, I think that hurts Buffalo big picture. I don't know that it hurts them tonight because you talked about how offensively challenged the uh, Buccaneers are. But it'll be fun to see Baker Mayfield on primetime. Josh Allen's always a fun player to watch with the howitzer on the right arm. And Stephon Diggs and he have a really special chemistry. Diggs has had a huge last few weeks. Uh, in Buffalo, I would I would pick them to win that game, you know, thirty-one fourteen or something when it's all said and done. But uh, you know, on a nice night in their building, the Bills Mafia will be out in force. I kind of like this game for the Bills tonight. Bouncing back from that was a bad loss for them last week in New England. Let's be honest, going on the road to New England, a division rival. That's a game they shouldn't lose. Yeah, no, I agree. That was I, they seem like they're going to be pretty pissed off this week, uh, playing at home. It's a short week. That's the team you get a little bit time less time to game plan. I don't think they need to game plan too much against. Uh, Tampa Bay. I think this one. Well, and well, and Patrick, that, that that loss is so bad because the Eagles beat the Dolphins. I mean, you need yeah. to win the weeks that the Dolphins lose. I mean, that's your main competition, yep. and you can't. I mean, the Bills now own losses to the Patriots and the Jets in that division. Josh Allen's now lost to Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and those guys don't be much of anybody right now. So, 
Uh, those, uh, you, Super Bowl contenders don't lose those games. Like the Cowboys losing to the Arizona Cardinals, and that's their only win of the year. You can't cough those games up. They come back to beat you and hurt you later in the year because you're going to play good teams that are going to – you're probably going to split with the good teams you play on your schedule, like the Cowboys with the Eagles and the Niners and the Dolphins who they'll play. If you go 2-2, two and two, uh, three and two in those games, but you can't lose to the Cardinals and the Bills. You can't lose to the Jets or the Patriots when they're having really down years, and they've already lost. That's why they're four and three. Yeah, and, and I mean, don't tell that to the Cowboys that you can't lose to the Cardinals. But that is uh, is something for for this Buffalo team. That uh, yeah, th- this doesn't. It seems like it could be an interesting game because Buffalo could go out there and try and make a statement. And Josh Allen is the type of guy that if he can put up forty points, he's going to try and put up forty points. So you could see that if you're starting any of these fantasy players for Buffalo, you may have a fun night ahead of you. Uh, but I, I'll also give you there's some NBA games tonight. Uh, right now the Bucks are up 15-7 to on Philadelphia. That game's happening on TNT. Uh, you can check out that at the beginning of Dame Lillard and uh, Giannis playing together. And that the team that is right now, the front runners to win the East, uh, the Celtics looked okay last night but not great. Uh, but that is, I, I have them as the front runners for the, to win the East. If Chris Middleton can step up in that place, we know the, the drama you talked about earlier, uh, Aaron, with uh, with James Harden being told not to board the plane. So as much as Nick Nurse wants to pretend that he's saying, you know, we can play with or without him, I don't think it, find, it finds it harder and harder to believe that he is part of their plans right now. Uh, you know, and Nick Nurse and Elton Brand are basketball guys. I think they're done with it. And it's just Daryl Morey, who is not a basketball guy. He is a numbers guy that is really the only one holding up this, you know, them from just kind of blowing it up. Yeah. That's, yeah seats taken. That's what they're basically telling James <laughs> Seats taken. Seats taken. Uh, you also get a look of Suns and Lakers tonight. Lakers actually favored against the Suns. Bradley Beal is out again. Uh, so we haven't seen the full three-headed attack of the Suns, but that is the the new supposed to be uh, very high-scoring high team. I will say, I've realized they're not going to be the run TMC team because they don't want to run. They all just want to go down and play ISO ball. <laughs> they're old. They're old. Well, no, it's not they <laughs> don't want to run. Durant and Beal are. But yes, they just want to come down and play ISO ball. And that was all they were doing yeah. was getting the ball, spreading out, and then dribbling for a while. And you're like, oh, this is not even fun to watch. <laughs> I thought you yeah. guys were going to be kind of going down and creating. But, no, that's not what they're going for. All right. We got to take one more break before we get out of here. Uh, you guys there are at Backspin Bar for a little bit longer, uh, getting people registered with Bud Light, right? That is right. We're going to give away these tickets here before the top of the hour. Tickets to a college football game. You might want to clear your schedule for here very soon if you win these tickets uh, coming up. We've also got the 350 Michelob Ultras and, of course, $3 Bud Light cans while we're here and into the night to watch the Bucks and the Bills and all the basketball that, that uh, Patrick just mentioned. Backspin, bar and grill right here on Slaughter at Mopac. Uh, come on over and see us and hang out here watch some football tonight. There you go. We'll be right back with uh, Sports Complex. Wrap it up right here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex. Uh, of course, running late, like always. You know, having fun, though. My friends over at Backspin, they're wrapping things up, too, giving away those tickets. You probably got a few more minutes to get there if you're on the road there, uh, giving away some good tickets at Backspin. Good place to go check out the games, too. Uh, right there, Mopac and Slaughter is a place to go check that out. Thanks, everybody, on the text line, 512-447-3776. Remember to put in your phone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Sports Complex, uh, talking, giving you some picks for the games, uh, getting you ready for Texas and BYU tomorrow as well. Uh, 
just uh, my brother Anthony White. We talked about it yesterday just for a little bit, but uh, he's 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 hanging in there. And no, I love you, brother. And you'll get better soon. I promise. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and uh, we'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Sports Complex on the Horn. <coughs> <coughs>